Steel Toes and Scoreboards Podcast. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, Kurt, you want a hot take? Yeah. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. He was a great two-strike hitter. Bill Lambeer would have made Shaq piss himself. You really think so? It's Shaq, dude. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Fun fact, Kurt. I love deep stats. Good research, bro. <laughs> Word association. Greatest of all time. Tell me how you really feel about pro sports. These contracts are out of control. Some people might not like that. Well, I'm going to pay some people off. <laughs> well, I mean, you sure will. You're the baseball guru, though, man. Shout out to my coach, Joe Rodmaker. Well, it is a digital world these days. Yeah, I'm an analog man. Tiger Woods. Mount Rushmore, bro. Coach Bobby Knight. IU misses him, no doubt. Times have changed. But for the better of the worst. No, that's that's arguable. I'll tell you right now, though. I'm, uh, it's modern age. I'm not drug testing for pot anymore in any sport. It's a damn plant. <laughs> they fire and suspend these guys for weed? Ridiculous. I'm a fountain. Sure bet. Useless pro wrestling. Sure now. bet. Sure bet. <laughs> Sound like Adam Sweet. Sure bet. <laughs> he was a role model for millions. Rest in peace, Mamba. Team Ali. Team Tyson. You know what? Fuck it. You're baseball's new commissioner. I don't want that job. (laughs) Oh, horse shit. Come on, bro. Magic versus Bird. What a rivalry. Okay, okay. Boost ratings. Ashes in the seat. You know what? Hot take. Tap the mic. He's the best I've ever seen. Nobody compares to him. Look at his legacy. All right, guys. Another episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards coming to you now. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Jared Atkins and I am not alongside Kurt Kelly tonight. Yeah, no. No? no. <laughs> You're a few miles away from I'm me. I'm a few miles yeah. away from you, but hey, yeah. we, uh, we've we tried out this BTA2 a couple times for uh, shooting the shit episodes, but tonight we're going to put it through its paces for our first full-length episode. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll be all right, I think. Yeah, and you got your earbuds in, actually, for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear the audio a lot clearer? How's the mic? It's a lot clearer, for sure. Volume good in your headphones and yep. the mic oh, yeah. and everything? Yep. All right. Ready to rock and roll. Going to do our, uh, tonight's a, a big episode for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah, for uh, sure. The first one, we're going to put the BTA2 finally through its paces, and then uh, tonight's our first hockey episode. And, uh oh, oh. Little puck talk, puck the world, as I've been, we've been joking all week. Puck the world, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. two, 2017 Stanley Cup Finals, my Nashville Predators against your Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's go, Pants. Let's go, Pants. <laughs> all right, so as we usually do, uh, to the best of our knowledge, all information talked about tonight isn't factual and true. Anything that's not, you know, hit us up, let us know, and any audio you hear tonight does not belong to us all copyrights go to the proper parties um yeah right on man right on uh okay so you ought to like this the first thing i put in the notes is i went to webster's dictionary when i started on these yeah and i looked up the word battle and then i gave the definition of my notes for the word battle and it says tonight Jared and Dirty Curdy finally do battle. 
your pa- hey. your pans my preds. Hey, yeah. So yeah. uh I had a lot of fun with the research on this. Um You know, by the hey. way, your pans I didn't put as much in there uh, cuz the pens are kind of, in a way, like the Yankees of the NHL. Yeah, they just, yeah, yeah. To, you know, we always use our phrase, the Yankees do Yankee things. Right, the pens do pen things. The pens yes. do pen things, so I've got a lot more, and I could be biased towards my Predators, but well, I've got a lot more Preds information. That's all right. But, <laughs> we brought home a cup, that's all that matters, I mean. I'll... Yeah, yeah. But, so, you know, uh, the 2017 Stanley Cup Finals, uh, obviously, it was for the 2016-2017 season. Eastern Conference champion and defending Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins right. would face the Western Conference champion, my Nashville Predators, in their That's first starting. cup appearance. That's start Nashville Predators. Oh, no, I don't know about that. They came in the league in 98. Hey, fun fact. You know what I love? You love when I give you fun facts, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how Nashville, Tennessee ended up getting the Predators franchise? Uh, no, I do not. So I did not know this. My own team, I knew that uh, they were trying to get it. They were trying to get the Sacramento Kings to relocate to Nashville. So that's when they built Bridgestone. Okay. And at the last minute, the city of Sacramento gave in to ownership of what they wanted. So the Kings stayed in Cali. So then they put a bid in in the city of Nashville, and Davidson County put up, uh, I think, thirty million or 20 million of what the fee was to get the franchise to come to nashville and that's how they got the predators who started playing in 97 i think 98 i mean that's not a very i mean it's kind of a small market hockey team right i mean oh i mean nashville's a small market as far as professional sports go i mean they're not it's not like it's houston or chicago right, or new right. york or la or something uh, but I, uh, definitely had some uh Good management there for a while. They still do. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, let's uh pick it up here. So, um, this would be the Pens' f- sixth Stanley Cup appearance. So. Anyways, yeah, we've, we've been here a couple times. Yeah. Your old. Did you know that your old boy, uh, is one of the co-owners of the Pens franchise now? Mario, yeah, Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. Yeah. I did not know I, that. I, I I remember that from uh, when we won in 2017. He was at all the games. So. I knew I he did. was part of the organization. I thought maybe in a general manager role or something. I didn't know he'd actually bought out and become a co-owner of the team. Which, I mean, that's a feel-good story in itself. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's kind of funny. I think at the end of his career. Here comes Crosby, right? Yeah. I mean, we had back-to-back All-Stars for, what, 20 years there in Pittsburgh? 15, 20 years? Probably. Now, did Mario... Mario played center. He was not a defenseman, yeah, a center, right? Yeah, or a, a forward. He was, he was a center. center right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean... He could, lot, he could do a lot of things. With puck. I mean, I don't, I don't like to compare anybody, but, you know, him and Crosby, they, they fit in positions well. Look at you with the puck talk. That's what's funny is because... You know, on, on the list, which has grown to over 120, 130 episodes, potentially, uh, there's three or four hockey, and we just never talked it, and then we both found out, hey, we both kind of like puck talk, so. Oh, I, uh, I, I like hockey. I, I need to get that. I need to watch it a little more nowadays. 
You need to download that NHL app. I got I do. it. I do. Yes, I do. Free free games on there. Man, yeah. Of course, I don't know what the fans are doing this year, but I don't think they're doing very good. We might run do a rundown later, but uh, all right, let's get into it, son. If you're ready, or yep. well, I guess maybe we should start by uh, plugging the people that don't yeah. really pay the bills, but they send us free merch and uh, they promote us and promote our page to their people. So, right. You know, if we keep growing, eventually we might not. We might get some free merch, but uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Well, and I got a cool story here, so okay. I'm gonna play the the music, and we're gonna plug our first sponsor. Okay. And uh, it's Deer Thirty Mineral, which we hear. Uh, you know, muzzleload season's going out. All right. This right. weekend or next weekend. Oh, black powder. Yeah. Black powder, so you know, Deer 30 Mineral, check them out on Facebook or check them out on uh, their dot com. Serious nutrition for your deer, impressive trophy cases will become a result. And uh, as Kurt always makes the joke, you don't know any man that doesn't love a big rack. And I definitely recommend their clock stopper. But uh, give them a call 270 339 about Deer 30 Mineral, Kurt, you might get a kick out of this. So I follow okay. their Facebook page. They're, you know, a big supporter of us. They right. sent down two car haulers, you know, fifth wheels. They sent down two car haulers full of stuff that they had collected for the tornado relief. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're just down there in Madisonville. Right, right. And that area was pretty close to getting, you know. Yeah. yeah. But they sent down... Uh, Two trailers down there to, I think uh, it might have been Mayfield or one of the other hard hit areas like awesome. Dawson Springs or something. Awesome. But yeah, that was that's some of our guys right there. Awesome, man. I mean, it's four people, I'll tell you what. I know, man. It's, it's hard, hard range. You know, we, we'd said all last month we were going to dedicate all of our episodes with, you know, Veterans Day in November. And hell, we got so busy, we only pumped out one episode all right. in November. But I mean, it happens sometimes. Right, holiday. Yeah, but all right, son. Let's get into it. Then we're gonna start first with the real champions, my Preds. <laughs> so right they on. finished fourth in the Central Division that year. So not a great season. They were forty nine, twenty nine, and twelve. On at home, they were twenty four, nine, and eight. On the road, they were seventeen, twenty. With four draws, four ties, so they were playing lights out at home. They ended up they ended up scoring 240 goals, only allowed 224, so not a bad day at the office there. Yeah, good day, good day. Uh, let's see. So what I was saying was, I was biased. I ran down their entire season month by month. <laughs> okay, and. Screw your pins. I didn't do that as much with your penguins, but also there wasn't much to put about because, and I clearly put in the notes to borrow a phrase that we use for the Yankees, the Pittsburgh Penguins did Pittsburgh Penguin things, which is win and win convincingly. Right, right. Uh, No worries, bro. I won't hold it against you. So, anyways, though, before we get into that, I'm just going to say, read my my introductory note right here. It said they advanced to their first ever conference final with a 4-2 series win over the St. Louis Blues, who's a hell of a team in their own right. Right. 
And then they, adverse, they advanced to their first ever Stanley Cup final after defeating the Anaheim Ducks. And then they became the third team, the 2016-2017 Predators, to make the Stanley Cup final as an eighth seed. The Edmonton Oilers did it in 2006, and the Los Angeles Kings with Jonathan Quick in between the iron did it in 2012. That was also the first time a Tennessee-based team in an American professional sports league had made the championship since the Titans went to the Super Bowl in 1999 against who? Uh-huh. You know? Uh, yeah, boy, I should know. It was one of the Rams, was it? Yes, it was. The greatest yeah, show on turf. Yeah. The greatest show on turf is what they called them. Yep. I do remember that now. Uh, prior to the start of their season, they had a handful of free agent signings and team exits. There was nothing important except for one big-ass trade that personally impacted me. My favorite player in Preds history has not Carrie Underwood's husband, Mike Fisher. It's actually defenseman Shea Weber. Okay. And on June 29th, 2016, they traded Shea Weber to the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for P.K. Subban, and I flipped my lid over that. At the, at the time, right. by the time the Stanley Cup Finals got here, I was singing a different tune. But at the time, that summer, I was literally like, what in the hell did we just do? <laughs> right, right. And apparently... Two uh, man's not too bad a hockey player. No, no. He's pretty good. At the time, I was highly pissed. But it ended up working out. Uh, and why, what's funny is the Preds opened the regular season on October 14th of that year with three power play goals. In a 3-2 win over their rival Chicago Blackhawks. And that night, P.K. Subban scored the first goal of the season. So, interesting. I mean, let's see if I want to go through all this or not. You know me, I also put so much research in there that because I (laughs) never know what I'm going to need. That's why my weeks of research are so long because I put shit in to fill time because I never know what we're going to use. But Right, well. I mean, yeah, and just pick out. Um, October looked pretty good for them the first month of the season. Uh, Midway through October, they faced the Pens for the first time that season and got a victory um, despite having multiple illnesses and outs, including our starting goaltender, recently retired Pecorine. Um, Tough. Peck is one of the greatest of all time. Surefire Hall of Famer. Uh, sometime, sometime coming up in the spring, February, March, April, uh, I posted on Facebook about it saying if anybody wanted to get me something for Christmas, get me tickets to this game because they're going to have his uh, jersey retired. Excuse me, in hockey it's called sweaters. But, you know, they still call right. them jerseys. But they're going to have right. his sweater jersey retirement. And uh, at Bridgestone, and I imagine that place is going to be sold out to the rafters. Yeah, they like their hockey down here. I tell you, that, and that's something in the notes. Uh, or actually, you know, hell with it. I'll go with it now. Uh, had they won the Stanley Cup that year, Nashville would have been insane. Oh, yeah. Because at the time that they were playing in the Stanley Cup final, you had a CMA week in Nashville, which is the biggest festival of the year in Nashville, Country Music Week. You know, all the live concerts right. over at the Titan Stadium. 
that was going on. The Preds were playing in the finals, and Bonnaroo was going on too. So you had like like Nashville would have been traffic would have been at a standstill, and that place would have been bumping all night. Yep. But uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. You know. Oh yeah. Your team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. So somebody's got to lose. Why is it that here lately we're doing episodes that all reflect teams I love lean, le- losing and teams you yeah. love winning? Like we covered my uh, Phillies losing to the Yankees in the World Series. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm you gonna know, have to do something. Like a pain. I'm gonna have to do something that breaks your heart. Like what about the 2017 World Series? We might have to. Yeah, that would there. That would just sting a little bit. But you know, it happened. Two words you know. for you, bro. What's that? Justin Verlander. <laughs> lights out man two words back at you yeah lights out so uh i mean and you know uh they played pretty good in in october i did not one thing i failed to do in the notes was get an overall win loss record of each month so oh. all i'm gonna say oh, is man. uh i don't remember because i didn't look at the entire schedule i just picked out certain things so but october looked pretty good uh, they started off November with a hell of a game against the Colorado Avalanche. I remember watching this game. That was back when I was working at the Foundry. Um, it was on. I didn't have to work the next morning, so I was up till uh, late that night watching. But they killed all four of Colorado's uh, power play opportunities and scored five goals and uh, sh- just destroyed Colorado five to one. Yeah, that was a that was that's, that's huge, man. Uh, it killed four penalties. Power plays, huh? Killed four power plays that night. I remember it like it was yesterday. They looked awesome. Subban was light. Subban laid a hell of a hit. I cannot remember the defender skater on Colorado's team, but I can see it in the back of my mind right now as I close my eyes. He came in with one hell of a hit, and that dude went flying like 14 (laughs) feet backwards. I mean, just leveled him at like Mach 1. Right. They call it what are they call checks. <laughs> yeah. Check. Yeah. Just leveled him. Um let's go on through the notes here. It's kinda weird doing this with you not here with me. Well I <laughs> yeah, mean yeah, I mean well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like though, dude, right, like yeah. we've we've screwed around with this BTA two twice, but they've just been for just once to test it out and once because we just wanted to shoot a little bit, but tonight we're really gonna Right. Break it in, which was the sole purpose of us getting it, because we knew winter was coming, and when we get iced in, I ain't coming to you, and you ain't coming right. to me. Right. I so. mean, I, it is a little different, but we'll just see how it goes here. I mean, I, plus knowing you, you can be sitting right there naked in your chair eating your Cheetos like you usually do. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. There we go. Hit the laugh track. Yeah, you. I can see you now. Hit the laugh track. Hit the laugh track. <laughs> That's right. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, where's yeah. my where's my boy at? Noel. No luck. Luck. Uh, he's in he's in his house. I'm back in my bedroom right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lover he's, boy, he's, is lover boy there? Yeah, he's here. Oh boy. That's, he's not here. Oh really? Yeah. Oh boy, we'll have to talk about that at work Monday. Yep. All right, uh, continuing on. So, man, I really, that's, damn it, I rushed through these notes. I wish I would have got a month-by-month breakdown of win-loss. But basically, November, 
didn't look as good as October, but it still wasn't bad. Um, December gets here. Uh, they had a game against the New Jersey Devils. Um, it looked like it was good. Uh, the game went into overtime, and Predators lost a heartbreaker 5-4. That game I did not see. But the next evening, they played against the Philadelphia Flyers. And at the time, and I can remember this stat coming across the bottom of the screen, they had been 27 for 28 in power play kills at home. They ended up giving up two power play goals that night, lost 4-2 to two to the Flyers, so they lost two straight. And it's like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And in, in the meantime, the Pens are doing what the Pens do. Yeah, which will get – hey, wait your turn. This is about my Preds. They lost to your team. You give me the chance to – wait your turn. Right on. Right on. But if you can't stop – if you can't kill the power play, right, you're not going to win because when you're no. down – you know, five four. You're down. You know, five three. Three, right? You know, you There's got a lot of ice out there. You yes. got three guys and a goalie trying to defend against five skaters. I mean, yes, a lot of so, holes, a lot of angles. Yep. I'm just wondering what my dad's thinking, sitting here listening to me talk hockey. That's probably that's he don't like sports at all. He definitely would not like hockey. I can't believe people oh, it, that it, think it's a boring sport. Like, how do you think hockey is boring? Yeah, there's all kinds of action going on. Holy crap. And then when they drop the gloves, yes. it turns into an MMA fight on skates. Yes. I always, say, I always thought it was cool. It's a contact sport, and they give you a stick. <laughs> so, uh, hey, you know, game on, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I know I didn't first understand hockey for a few years, but when I figured it out, how the, all the rules and everything go, it's a pretty cool sport, man. Literally. So what I'm doing now while we're doing this is I'm just going back through my notes and I'm just trying to pick out certain things I've put in there, uh, okay. certain things that I think mean something to me or important. Uh, so we get into the month of December and they're on the road against the Flyers again. And Philip Forsberg, which means you watched some of his goals in the uh, playoffs on the YouTube the other day. Yes. Uh, Forsberg tied the game in the third period to send it to overtime, and Ryan Ellis scored the lone shootout goal. For the first time of the season, they got the win because at the time they were 0-5 coming into overtime that season. They hadn't won a single overtime game when that December. Was huge. Yeah, that's that's big. It might, it might have been the win that catapulted them. You know? <laughs> so they, you finish, know. they finish out December looking kind of strong and uh, – we get into January, and there was something big in my notes here that I put. Um, oh, yeah, January 3rd, uh, Shea Weber returned to Nashville as a member of the Montreal Canadiens. And, by the way, as I said, Shea was my favorite pred. Right. Uh, standing ovation from a sold-out Bridgestone <laughs> when he walked on the ice, which, you know, you don't ever applaud the other guy, but what he meant to that right. city and that franchise uh, 19,000 people stood up and yelled and screamed. So, and he yeah. waved to the crowd, which is, you know, a good shine of respect. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Preds lost that night, by the way. So, it was a heartbreaker. I watched that game. Did they, did they straight up trade? Uh, 
it was a Subban? it was a straight up trade uh weber to montreal for suban okay i'm this, thinking suban comes from philly or something and see the, the thought was uh between both fan bases both fan bases were split 50 50 you know uh, most of the Montreal guys were like, why would we give up this young hotshot player that we have for an aging veteran? Well, he might have been an aging veteran, but Shea was one of the most feared defensive men in the league. Well, yeah, absolutely. And he could still score if he had to. Right. Uh, Subban, I mean, I'll give respect where it's due. He was, I mean, dude was a, dude was a producer. Yeah, excellent skater. Good skater. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, trying to look here. There was something else real big that happened around January, February. Going down through my notes here. Yeah, here it is, right here. Uh, and you on January twenty second at the end of a five game road trip, the Predators scored four unanswered goals, thanks to Philip Forsberg and Ryan Johansson and Stephen Neal to overcome a two-goal deficit, defeating the Minnesota Wild and giving head coach Peter Laviette his 500th career victory. Wow. So, That's a lot of victories. 500 wins. You know, he is... Yeah. Uh, when they went to the finals, that was his third finals appearance. He won, he won in 2006 with the Carolina Hurricanes. And then in 2010, he went to the finals and lost. And I'm trying to think that might have been Philadelphia. Because Blackhawks, that might have been Blackhawks uh, Flyers. Yeah, well, them two teams were big right then, I think. Right. Uh, I'm not sure which one it would have been. But I, Flyers sounds right to me. but I, don't. I think it was the Philadelphia Flyers, I'm pretty sure. I love hockey, dude. Hey, I do too. It's, just, it's what I was telling uh, a couple guys at work. Like, man, I didn't know Kurt liked hockey as much as me. Or like, or we would have really knocked out some more hockey episodes. And now we got some common ground, so we can. Right, uh, man. I've always liked hockey. Like I said, when I finally figured out all the rules and stuff, was man, it's been free game. It's a fast-paced game. It is, and it's. Yeah. I mean. The only thing from a fan's perspective, uh, you watch it on TV, it's hard to because you can't see the puck. puck. But I mean, right. well, I mean, if you if you're a true fan like us, you can figure out where the puck is. You well, can right, watch it. But right, for the common right. person that's right, you know, going to a bar for supper and they see a hockey game on and they're watching it, they don't quite understand it because you can't yeah, see right. the puck. Right. Tell everybody you know, your theory about that. You told me you had a tell. Remember what you told me at work. You had a theory uh, on how to make that more exciting for the viewer that's not as average, what they could do to the puck to make it. Well, they they tried it once, uh, light it up or something, you know, make it blink or something <laughs> as it goes across the screen. But I think NBC tried that once, and it, it, just, it didn't pan out. It just didn't take, did it? Well, well, when the puck is closest to you and it gets along the board, you can't see it then. So, I mean, I don't know, even with the blinker on. So, it'll be some way. We get to the halfway point of the season around February because, you know, the NHL runs about the same length as the NBA does. There's 82 games in a season. They run about the same timetable. One usually starts a couple weeks before. So we get to the halfway point of the season, get into, like, February, March-ish. I mean, Preds are looking like they're going to definitely make the playoffs, but they're going to be a higher seed. Um, 
I hate how I always say um. It's my transition word. So we tr- we transition a lot on this show. Um, right. Um, um, so I'm just looking at some useless stats. I put information I put in here, and basically it's you know this day they did this, this day they did this, this day they did this, and it would have been helpful if you know I can't. I don't always think of everything. I try to because you ask me the most random questions. I always get prepared for, but. <laughs> If I was going to break it down like this, I should have did the complete win-loss breakdown for the entire month, and that's the one thing I didn't do. So, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll just skip to April. Um, Playoff time. Yeah, by right. April 1st. So, you know, we're two, three, four weeks left to go in the season. Right. Uh, it's clear they're going to get a playoff bid. Uh, and then on April 2nd in St. Louis, Ryan Johansson scored – the lone goal for the Predators in a 4-1 loss to the Blues. The very next day, they clinched a playoff spot after the Kings got eliminated by the Arizona Coyotes. So by April 2nd or 3rd, they've clinched a spot for the playoffs. In this amount, remaining days of the season, they can they can increase their seed ranking. Uh, but unfortunately, they lost a few more games. and It didn't happen. So, they were ranked, and I have it right here. You can hear my father walking through the kitchen. <laughs> That's my floorboard rattling. We got good acoustics up here. We ought to just, you know, we ought to just fucking do it right here every time. Here, yeah, there you go. All right, Kurt. So here was the ranking, uh, the seating. Nashville was a wild card. They were ranked fourth. Chicago was a one seed. So, and I'm going to say this before. So, so the way I've got this layered in the notes, I've got regular season all the way through the postseason up to the finals for both teams. And then we actually talk about the finals. So going into this, so April 2017, going into this, I'm worried because the number one seed uh, was Chicago. And we don't always have a good track record against the Blackhawks. And we faced them in the Stanley Cup finals, you know, two years prior, or not the finals, the postseason. Got our ass handed to us. Um, So I was worried about that because Chicago Blackhawks are one of the best franchises in NHL history. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we swept them. So you guys are starting to roll then. So, April 13th, we began our postseason series on the road. We scored first against the Blackhawks. You know, game two, Pecorine had 30 saves in a shutout of the Blackhawks. Uh, we had a 5-0 victory. Then game three against Patrick Kane, which, by the way, one thing I had told you at work, you know, 10 years ago, you go back in. 10 years ago, this league was dominated by two hot young bucks, Patrick Kane yeah. of the Blackhawks. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard of the other guy, Sidney Crosby. Yeah, Crosby, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Uh, but we shut uh, shut him out. Complete sweep. It was our the first complete sweep in franchise history of the Blackhawks. Uh, what a better time to do it, huh? And they were the one seed, and I was nervous about them. And I'm telling you what, the way they were playing, 
when I watched them sweep the Blackhawks, I'll never forget. We watched game game four. We sat on the couch. My ex-wife was curled up with me, and you know I was jumping for joy like an idiot and all excited. And I looked at them. I said, "They're going to win the cup." I said, "They're going to win the cup." Uh, and then you know Sidney Crosby. Yeah, yeah Sidney Crosby. Yeah, he's a spoiler, isn't he? So then, the second round, uh, they face a team that a lot of people around here root for, which would be the St. Louis Blues. Right. Uh, game one, we, uh, you know, game one, Predators had a 4-3 win. Game two, Predators spent, what did I put here? My abbreviated notes. Hang on. You know how I get over zealous. I skipped ahead of myself. Anyways, I'm not going to go through it all. Uh, We beat them four games to two, I think it was. Let me look here. Don't quote me. Sometimes I get ahead of myself. No worries, bro. (laughs) No, he's like, no worries, bro. Yeah, we beat them four games to two. So the Blues, you, you ousted the Blackhawks, now the Blues. We beat well, we beat the Blues in six games, four to two. Two big organizations there. Two big time. Two teams two who've time. had a lot of cup success. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, the blues just won, the Blues just won the cup a couple years ago, didn't they? Uh, I think so, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh. So we'll get, we'll get to your... Uh, We'll get to your pins here in a little bit. All right. Now, one of the most exciting series was the Western Conference Final against the Anaheim Ducks. That whole series was um, pretty exciting. What the hell is going on with my lap? My laptop froze, dog. Uh-oh. Hang on. That's what I say. That's never happened before. Oh, my internet's been acting funny all day. There it is. Here we go. We got it now. Remember, this laptop's done a lot of work for us, you know it? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, let me pull up that information. What Kurt's always like, please stand by. Technical difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties. <laughs> It's like, please stand by. Please stand by. So, in the Western Conference Finals, that was the second consecutive playoff meeting and third playoff meeting overall between Nashville and Anaheim. Nashville had won both previous series. Um, In in the 2015-2016 Stanley Cup playoffs, they faced Anaheim in a seven-game series and beat them in the first round. This was Anaheim's fifth fifth conference finals appearance. Um, the Predators beat them four games to two. The first game went into overtime, which was a crazy game. Game two, the Ducks came from behind to beat the Predators five to three. 
Nashville kept their home playoff win streak alive in game three, winning two to one after a pair of goals were disallowed due to goal tender interference. Ooh. Yeah, that's not a word anybody were, in hockey likes. No, no, they were tough calls there, man. Instant replay in hockey. Um, and then in game six, Colton Sissons had a hat trick, and that was that was it. That put the nail in the coffin six to three sending the Predators to the NHL Finals for the first time in 19 years. So, there you go. There you go. Okay, so we're 36 minutes in. And all you need to know now is that the Predators won the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Oh, but wait a minute. But they didn't. They did. So, that's a lot to unpack there. I mean... I didn't go through everything like I thought it would, so but now we got to oh. show the same respect. Oh uh, yeah. For the defending at the time Eastern Conference champion, Stanley Cup <laughs> champion, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, a lot of talent. Did you know that the 2016-2017 season was their 50th season in franchise history for the Pens? Did not know that. They were established on June 5th, 1967. Really? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Let's plug a sponsor. You want to? Yeah, let's do that. You want, you want to shout out our girl since it's Christmas time? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me let me scroll down to her here. She sent me a message, Merry Christmas, the other day. Oh, yeah? Cool. Uh-huh. All right. Here we go. So check out Nana's Aromas LLC on Facebook. Check out our .com website. Um, Call her to schedule an appointment for the store due to COVID-19. She will open it up for you if you're nice and sweet like she is. (laughs) Every candle custom made from start to finish, even the labeling. She has warmers, melts, air fresheners, the work. And the coolest thing about her, as Kurt and I talk about every episode, she does everything in small batches for better quality control. And she sent me and Kurt a free candle, and it makes a fat man really happy because it makes us hungry, (laughs) don't it? Yes, it did. It smelled like, it's called blueberry cheesecake, and it smells amazing. But but seriously, uh, Nana's Aromas LLC, uh, give her a call at 812-972-3670. She will ship all over the U.S., so for all our listeners out everywhere. I would love you, man. Oh, speaking of listeners, we picked up 10 downloads last week in London. Really? Uh-huh. That, that, right, they have a different kind of football. Yes. Over there. Yeah. We don't talk soccer. Yeah. No. <laughs> We will, no disrespect, we will never talk soccer. It's just no, not an interest, Carter, I have. No, not at all. Not but at we picked up bit. 10 downloads in London. Huh. I was thinking, who in the hell wants to listen to these two country bumpkin idiots talk sports and all the other random bullshit we talk about? But <laughs> Buddy O'Cat from England there, I guess. Right? It's gaining traction, though. Yeah. We thought sure. we'd never hit 100 downloads, and we've far passed that. So, we're on our way to being Joe Rogan, bro. <laughs> yeah, move over, Joe. Yeah, move over, Joe. <laughs> did you? Did I tell you that about how much? So he went earlier this year. 
coming out, I shouldn't say coming out of COVID because we're still not out of COVID, but coming out of the worst part of COVID, I, I think it was, or it might have been earlier last year during COVID. Do you know he went Spotify exclusive? Uh-huh. Do you know how much money that is, Spotify getting all his rights and him making his money off his podcast? Uh-huh. I think it sold for like, you know, $50 million or $10 million or something. Rogan's getting paid, dude. Holy crap. And he was getting paid from the UFC money. He was getting paid from Fear Factor money. And his guy's got his hands and everything. And the the podcast is like 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 million, something like that. That's crazy. Can you imagine that kind of scratch? Uh, that's a lot of scratch. Yeah. <laughs> so to preface this, like I said, I tried to dig deep. You know, I tried. Maybe not right, as hard right. as I did for the Preds, but... Well, that's all right, bro. You know, uh, the Pens do Pens things. Win and yeah. win convincingly. They were looking good, though. Uh, they finished second in the Metropolitan Division. Right. Uh, finished uh-huh. second in the conference. Behind Washington? Uh, I think it was behind Washington that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they finished 50-21-12. They played lights out at home, 31-6-4. and 19, 15, and 7 on the road. So both these teams didn't do so well on the road, but at home they were. Well, you better defend your home. Right? Well, yeah. You got to. I mean, if you're going to have a successful season, for sure. They got a nice little difference here of, uh, what is that, 48 goals. They uh, they put they uh, put up 282 and only allowed 234, so that's a pretty good day at the office. Yeah, that's not bad. So, but I wanted to bring this up first. In tw- so we're going to go back two seasons here. Okay. So in 2014 and 2015, they led the Metro oh. Division for the first half of the season, okay? So right. this is two years prior. And after losing players to injuries and illnesses, they fell fourth in division. They lost five games to the New York Rangers in the first round of the playoffs. In the off season. They traded several players and picks to acquire star winger, your guy, Phil Kessel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So after, yeah, so they acquired Kessel for the 15-16 season, and they had high hopes. But by December 12th of 2015, and I do not remember this, but obviously it happened. I put it in my notes. They were barely managing a winning record. They were 15-10-3 at the time. They fired Mike Johnson as head yep. coach. And do you know who they replaced him with? Mike Sullivan. Mike Sullivan, uh, who had been the head coach down the road for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton minor right. league hockey team. Right. Uh, after this set a whole bunch of shit in chain reaction. They qualified for the playoffs for the 10th consecutive season. They ended up finishing second place. Uh, and then, of course, they would go on to play the San Jose Sharks right. and win the Stanley Cup yep. for the 15-16 season. And uh, that would be their fourth cup victory in five appearances. Crosby would get the Con Smith Trophy, yep. which is the equivalent of the most of the MVP. Yep. He can do so many things. I don't know. He's pretty good. And they start their 50th season uh, on October 13th, raising their fourth Stanley Cup banner. Yeah, uh, so 
pants. Yeah, let's go pants. Let's go. <laughs> and then here's where it's in my notes. Uh, that's all the regular season notes I got. So the pins did pin things. Yeah. So. But I do, I do have some playoff information for you. All right. I know you like good playoff stats, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So in the first round, um, they played the Columbus Blue Jackets. This was the second time they had met in the postseason. They met in the Eastern Conference first round two years prior. Uh, they defeated the Blue Jackets in five games. Do you know who's between the pipes? Because that because we talked about this all week at work. You had you had two fantastic goaltenders. One was a rookie. One was a veteran. Obviously, when the offseason coming up, they can't keep both these guys. Right. But do you right. know who's between the pipes in the playoffs? Uh, Matt Murray. Matt Murray was. Yes. Uh, he got injured though during warmups before game one. Yes. Yes. So the wily veteran. Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury, who, would, who I'm going to go ahead and tell her by now, he would leave following their, their second cup victory here in back-to-back right. years, would go play for Vegas, and who is now the starting goaltender for the Chicago Blackhawks, or one of their starting goaltenders. Right. And, dude, I tell you what, I think I told you, when the NHL season opened up two months ago, opening night I watched the Blackhawks play the Avalanche and Flurry was between the pipes, and he got his ass lit up for four for like four goals in like a seven minute period, uh, all he, in the first round, dude. They just got, banged him all over the ice. I mean, he's, he's getting up for here. They gotta be done. I don't Not think true. he's gonna have a Tom Brady like finish to his no, career. No, no, no. But anyways, Flurry had got demoted to backup for the season, and would end up starting. Uh, he would make thirty one saves that game, giving him a three one victory. Uh, so so hang on Kurt let me scroll down here I just feel a little bit out of rhythm with you with me not there too yeah, it's, I mean yeah it's but it's, it's working it's working it's just different yeah, it's different I mean there's part of it you show with eye contact too a lot of times you know what I mean it's like I stare into your eyes a lot, and it's kind yeah, of weird. I don't know about all that. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a little easier Dean, to get read off one another that way, though. Dean at work goes, what's it like? I said, I stare into his eyes a lot, and it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> I said, because when you talk to somebody, especially doing this podcast, I said, you make eye contact, don't you? And he goes, yeah, I said, it's a very, I'm very uncomfortable looking at Kurt that long. But anyways, yeah, Pittsburgh would go on to, to beat them four to one, no shutout there. So in round two, they would meet the Washington Capitals. Uh, I hate the Capitals. Uh. That should have been. I wonder if, o, if was Ochekin still there. Yeah, yeah. Was he there yeah. at the time? Because I don't have anything in my notes about him. They had uh, him, and they, oh, they had several guys. Pretty good. I don't. I don't have anything in my notes. Anyways, this went to uh, this meeting between the Capitals, Washington, and the Pen was the tenth playoff meeting these between these two teams, the second consecutive year in the second round as well. Um, 
And they beat them. How many games did they defeat them in? Might have been seven. Yeah, it was. It went to a seven-game series. I watched. Yeah. I watched three of those games. I watched game one. I watched game five, and then I watched them close it out May tenth for game seven. Right. I would have watched a little bit of every one of it. They yeah. beat the Washington Capitals in Washington, which, by the way, they, they won the Cup in Bridgestone, too. It's got to be humiliating to win it on the opposing ice. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't mind. Yeah. So then in the Eastern Conference Finals, they met the Tampa Bay Lightning, who has just been dominant the last few yeah. years. Yeah, for sure. If they're not in the finals, they're damn close to it. They're making the postseason every year. They got a good uh, system there. They do, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, no, wait, I take that back. Wait a minute. It was the, sen- the, it was the Senators, it? yeah. I got ahead of my notes there. I yeah, said that, uh, and then I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Senators. 16, 2016 was the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, it was the it Lightning was the year before. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. ahead of my notes. We're not perfect, y'all. No. Especially not Kurt's team. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know how Tom Brady pays off the refs? <laughs> Mario <laughs> Mario paid off the officials here. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, he probably did. But that went to he, seven that went to seven game series and I remember thinking, uh, they beat Ottawa, you know, four to three, and I remember thinking that this was good because they had Pittsburgh had just been taken back to back to the paces. Two seven-game yeah. series in a row. So we're coming into this thing, and I tell you right now, my mindset is Preds are winning the cup. Yeah. And Pittsburgh is tired. They're worn out. I think Tucson was beat up a little bit. A little banged up, you know, and flurries. And Murray kind of keeps switching out. Yeah, I don't think we had a – we had didn't have a uh, one maybe. I'm not sure. I thought we had a defenseman or two out. But anyway. So – I don't know. <clears throat> I got a couple things before we get into the meat and taters. There's your favorite phrase. Oh, yeah. I like meat and taters. So just yeah. a couple of random things before we get to the meat and taters. Uh, it was the console energy center that they played. Prior to that, it was they played in the old igloo, which, right. by the way, one of the coolest professional <laughs> sports arena, arena the, the igloo, because it was literally shaped on the outside. Like an igloo, yeah. like an igloo, because they're the penguins. Yes. But uh, the inter- the console energy center renamed PGP Paints Arena. Uh, there were four outdoor games played that season in the 2016-2017 season, which uh, you and I talked about at work, and you did not know about these outdoor games right away. They're playing uh-huh. professional hockey on ice in a football stadium, which is uh, pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, I think the Pens actually played. Yeah, February 25th, 2017. They had the, the interstate rivalry. They played at Heinz Field. The Pittsburgh Pens <laughs> played at the Steelers. <laughs> they beat the Flyers in a interstate rivalry 4-2. to two. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I kind of wonder why hockey ain't played outside anyway. I guess you couldn't be in Florida and play hockey outside, I guess. You could, like but it, I, you could, but it'd be pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to throw this out here. 
Uh, so the hottest player in the NHL right now, and I drafted him number one overall in my fantasy draft league, is Connor McDavid for the Edmonton Oilers. You download that NHL that NHL app, you're going to see his name every day up there. Okay. And I, yes, I'm that big of a loser. I'm playing fantasy hockey. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> but uh, you know, how are you doing in your league? I am first in my division. I go. am six and two overall. That's what, good. You know, so here's the funny thing about fantasy sports. Like, you know, I've had my run dominating fantasy football. The last couple seasons haven't been that good. Fantasy football is easy. You can literally set your lineup once a week and check it before kickoff. Right. With fantasy hockey or fantasy baseball, which I like, that's different because you have to set lineups every day. Okay. Same way if you played fantasy basketball, which I don't. You have to set lineups every day because different there's diff, there's games every day, different people playing. And that's harder. So that's why if you well, win yeah, a championship, it means a lot more. Oh, it's a little more gratifying, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, I do have uh, Sidney Crosby on that team, too, by the way. How's he doing? He was out for the first month and a half of this season. He had surgery back in the summer, so. Hmm. It's it, a rough sport. Anyways, uh, just to, for reference, uh, Connor scored 100 points on the season. Crosby scored 89 Connor McDavid played all 82 games. Crosby played 75. Uh, Connor scored 30 goals. Crosby scored 44. Um, so, you know, they're just, just from retrospect, this, this season, this was probably the two best guys in the league. All right. Um, I about took out my mic, son. And I thought you'd get a kick out of this since uh, – since you're always a uh, jersey and uniform guru, you always like talking about them. Yeah. The pins went back to their old school Pittsburgh gold and black uniforms as their primary okay. colors. Yeah. So they All brought right. back the throwback uniforms as their primary colors. Okay. And then they went to use in the uniforms they had used for the last few years was become alternates. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of like the uniform. I know, because you're a Mario Homer. Yeah, that's right. And they, had, they were good back then, man. Yarmir Yager, Mario Mew, Old Samuelson. I love it. Who was who was the goalie again? Uh, boy, I can't remember that. The the one with. Nah, it don't matter. That's still weird, back. So both teams played 41 home games. Obviously, 82 game season, 41 home, 40 on the road. Average attendance for a Penguins game was $19,762. That equaled out to a lot of cheddar. I didn't do the math on that. That many tickets, that's a lot of cheddar. Oh, yeah. Total sure. estimated att or total attendance for that season, 810,000 fans attended Penguins games. Predators had 17,000 people packed in Nashville. Average of 703,000 that season. Both these guys were at a 100% capacity percentage. 100.3 for the Preds, 110.2 for the Pens. So they're selling out. Yeah. I don't know. 
They like their hockey. They like their hockey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm going to ask you something. I know you're going to, I wish I could be there because I know that stupid look you do when I give you a random fact. So, <laughs> Joe Namath. Yeah. What comes to mind? Super Bowl. Okay. What did he do? What did he say before that Super Bowl? He guaranteed victory. He guaranteed victory. Super Bowl yes. three, right? Yes. Yes. What happened? He delivered. Okay. It's long since been said by people that he got lucky because what don't you ever do? Guaranteed victory. Yep. So I got some heartbreaking news. <laughs> so you know how I always dig up articles that were written? Yeah. And I include them into the episode in different places? Yeah. So on April 4th of this 2017 season, uh, Daily, you know, you you know how you've got weekly fantasy sports and and then you've got daily fantasy sports like DraftKings and and things like that. Yeah. So, Cody Miller, one of the lead writers for GamblingSites.net, wrote an article listing all the reasons why the Predator, and keep in mind this is April 4th, so they've already clinched a playoff spot, but there's still about two weeks left to go in the season. Okay. This is why you don't ever... Declare a victory, no matter if you're a player or a writer, because this screws you. But he wrote an article listing five reasons why the Predators would win the Stanley Cup Finals. Goaltending, head coaching, the support from the fans, especially home ice advantage in Bridgestone. They're producing goals. And the number one fact was he said because they've never won a championship before. So... How do we transition from Joe Namath to this? It was just because Namath delivered, but people always said that that was luck. Cody would write, the best thing a team can do in the last week of the season is look the doubting public in the face and laugh. He said, the squad has been a part of the NHL since 1997 and won zero championships, no president's trophies, no conference gold, no league cups, but theirs is a championship caliber system. And then he would go on to list reasons. He said, nobody believes they can come out on top, but all the Predators have to do is stick out their chest, stick to their game plan, and you're looking at the team that hosts the Cup. I guarantee it. So if I ever find Cody Miller, bro, bro. Yeah, I mean, some some Penguins, they might have went to that and uh, fueled that a little bit more, huh? Right. I mean, that's what they, that's kind of what that does, unless you go name it. So, on June 22nd, 2016, this is in here for the reason I'm going to list here in a second. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman officially announced that the league had approved an expansion team in Las Vegas, which would become the Vegas Golden Knights, who would begin play for the 2017-2018 season. The reason that's important is because after they win the Cup, the Pens ship Marc-Andre Fleury off to Vegas. Right. Where, um, you know, last season he won the Venza Trophy, which is last season, as old as shit as Flurry is, last season, the 2020 season, he won the Venza Trophy, which means you're the best goalie in the league. So even though he's older and they kept Matt Murray, I mean, you still got to wonder. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never know, I guess. Uh, all right, bro. So here we are. And before we do that, you want to plug another one? Sure. Get him out of the way? Yeah. Whoa. That was a burp. Sounded like a fart in the mouth. Like sounded, sounded like a fart in the mic, didn't it? Holy shit, dude. I can't stop laughing. I literally just took a drink and it just I, it was a clo- it, it was like in my it was it was a tickle in the back of my throat, bro. Oh <sighs> For those of you listening when you hear this tomorrow, Kurt and I do have a lot of fun together. Yeah, we have fun. I mean, it's here we nice are. Laugh, man. Here we are on a Saturday night, a week before Christmas, and it's eight o'clock, and we're already halfway through tonight's episode because tonight's not going to be super long. Right. But uh, no, nah, we have a lot of fun together, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's plug a let's let's plug a sponsor. Right. Oh shit, that was the applause button. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the problem is, you know, I key buttons, they're wrong, but the problem is I never look down at the sound pad before I hit a button. We need we need a technical guy, man. We, dude, bro, we need a freaking producer. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's pretty nifty technology. I'm, I'm just looking at my phone, and here we are. Can I, anyways. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, uh, guys, Kurt, you like guitars? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You love guitars? Yeah, I love music, love guitars, yes. Well, check out Glary. Glarymusic.com. Glary is spelled G-L-A-R-R-Y. Check them out on Facebook. They have great customer service. I bought two very, very reasonable, affordable acoustics in January. I bought a GT501 and a GT502. One's a regular dreadnought. One's a concert acoustic. I bought one for me and my friend. 80 bucks a piece, roughly. They look and play... Like they're three hundred to five hundred dollar competitors. Oh, I yeah. called mine a cannon guitar because of how loud it. You know what? Matter of fact, bro, I told you I took all summer off for my songwriting, yeah. So we could focus on the podcasts, and I started writing music again. I got the guitar out. It's been setting on the guitar stand. Kids kind of bumped it. It's got knocked around a time or two. Only one string out of tune. Yeah. Right back in. Yeah, that's pretty good. This is what I call this a camp wood, not a campfire guitar. You play it, or no, I have to step back. This is a campfire guitar. You don't use it for camp wood. You play around the campfire. That way, if it gets nicked up, it's fine. You don't throw it in after. Literally, I cannot support these guys enough. They supported us. They're giving me and Kurt. Eventually, we still have to pay for it. We've not got to the point yet where we can get free merch from everybody right but they are giving us a tremendous deal on an electric guitar with an amp just got to get with them to get it but anyways yeah. enough enough rambling check out glary guitars guys i'm telling you they have basses guitars violins or fiddles if you're rednecks like us <laughs> give them a call at 1-606-404-6286 some of the best customer service in the world they respond to messages on Facebook Messenger within an hour at the most. They are very approachable. And I guarantee you, with Christmas being a week from today, Christmas, if you want to get a loved one a guitar, but you don't want to spend an arm and leg, or you want to get somebody that's just learning a guitar, check out a Glary. G-L-A-R-R-Y. 
All right, bro. I don't. Well, that was a long-winded ad read there. Well, hey. Hey. They, they, they deserve it. Kurt's like, hey, whatever. They deserve it. I mean, hey. Hey. Dude, I'm telling no you worries. what. They're, they're, man, Kurt, that's some of a bitch. I, it got banged around and was only one string out of tune. That, that's impressive. Yeah. That's a good product. So, I guess it's time to... To get to the reason why we're here, huh? Meat, meat and taters. Meat and taters? Yep. With a little bit of penguin and predator. Alright, so... Uh, let me... I got one website pulled up here. So, here we go. Um, the penguins did finish first in the league out of 30 teams with 282 goals. Preds would finish 11th with 240. Predators' defense was a little better than the Pens, though. Like I said earlier, they had finished with 224 allowed. That's 15th out of 30 teams in the league. Uh, the Penguins allowed 234 goals over the course of that season, finished 17th. So, I mean, nobody was scoring goals like the Pens was, but nobody was playing. I mean, the the Preds were playing a little bit better defense. Right. So there's the series stats for. Um, we don't need that till after the game, I guess, as we're gonna break down the I games. I would say, that in defense of your Predators, uh, when it comes to the, the Cup final, there, I'll be watching you know, My job is to watch. Yeah, you whatever. Kurt, what is and what is your job? My job is just, to put on all the notes. What is the only job I give you? Just watch the video and tape or whatever you know. Yeah, watch video and film. So I got you got something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, what, what I will say, what I will say is, yes, uh, we had to dig a little deeper to get the goals we did get against you guys. You guys had pretty good defense. We peppered the shit out of you boys. Yeah, for sure. We had to reach deep into our bag of tricks to get get it done. Okay, so May 29th, 2017, from the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, Preds, Pens, Game 1. I've got a brief summary, like a, about a paragraph, nothing like I do for World Series games. I don't know why I didn't do more, but you got to think, with me being a night owl, when I finally find time to myself to start working on these, it's like 10 o'clock at night because I screw off all night, and then I get to be 12 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, shit, i got to be at work in five hours. Let's go to bed. <laughs> so, yeah, but anyways, I... uh, late in the first period in game one, uh, penalties from Nashville forwards gave Pittsburgh a two-minute five-on-three power play, and Malkin scored to make 1-0 for the Pens, and then a minute and 15 seconds later, Connor Sheary scored into an open net after a cross-ice pass from Kuntz Caught Nashville's defense off guard, which, by the way, I hate that play. Mm -hmm. um, so, a little bit back and forth. In the final seconds of the period, Nick Bonino. Bonino, 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 Bonino. Deflected. A pass deflected off Elkham and into the net to give Pittsburgh a 3-0 lead. Following Benino's goal, the Pens went 37 consecutive minutes without a single shot on goal, yeah. including the entire second round. The Here's what I was saying about your guys' defense. It was, yeah. When they had it figured out, it was tough to solve. Oh, hell yeah, bro. 
So the Preds use power play goals from Ryan Ellis. God, I love Ryan Ellis. He's no longer a yeah. He's no longer a uh, Pred. Excuse me. I think he's playing for Philadelphia now. I could be wrong. But anyways, Good a pair of better. yeah, a pair of power play goals from him and Colton Sissons would make it a three-two. And then Frederick Gerardo scored immediately following a Penguins power play to tie the game midway through the third. And then shortly thereafter, Penguins' first shot since the first period resulted in a goal to give Pittsburgh a lead again. And then Bonino would score again into an empty net to clinch the victory for Pittsburgh. You just just love doing the Bonino, Bonino, Bonino. Yeah, I do. Uh, That might be in the new opening. Which we'll talk more about the opening at the end. Right on. So, anyways, uh, Nashville had 26 shots on goal in game one. Pittsburgh only had 12. 12 shots on goal. That's it. You're not gonna you you're not yep. gonna win a lot of games, which they did win. But you're not gonna win a lot of games when you only got 12 shots on goal. But the shots they were taking were pretty damn good shots. Yeah. Because out of those 12, they still got five fucking goals. So. Well, one was an empty net, but that... that Two of them were an empty net, weren't they? No, just one. So, okay. So, so two nights later, May 31st. So, this is, you know, holiday weekend. Everybody's staying up late. From Pittsburgh again. Pins would win. Four to one. This is breaking my heart, so I'm I'm trying to draw it out to, you know. Right, right. Anyways, midway through the first, the Preds would take their first ever lead. Aberg scored a goal around Ole. Then the Penguins tied late in the period. Then a scoreless second period, and the Predators took twice as many shots as the Penguins. Pittsburgh would come out firing in the third round, scoring three goals in three minutes. Wow. Yeah, wow. They had that potential of a quick strike. The next couple goals came 15 seconds apart and prompted the Preds head coach to replace Pecorine with his backup, who, by the way, that season, Pecorine's lead backup uh, is the goalie we have now, Josie Suarez, which, by the way, for those of you not familiar with hockey, me as a Predators fan, uh, I like, I have two different, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I have two different versions of, I'm just going to use versions. I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but, uh, how lucky are we? Because I liken this to, um, Swaros sits under Rene like Aaron Rodgers did Brett Favre. Okay. Right. So he's got a good understudy. Right. But at the same time, I also liken this to the Colts organization because how lucky were we as Colts fans to have Peyton Manning for 15 seasons and then follow up and get a guy like Andrew Luck who retired early, which breaks my heart to this day. You get two once-in-a-generation quarterbacks back-to-back in Peyton and... Yeah. So th- so this is the thing where we're at now. I'm just you know I'm talking about current day okay. Pred stuff. We have Suarez is our uh, lead man between the pipes, and it, we're just really lucky because here he was. He understudied under arguably. Yeah. I'm biased. I'm going to call him the best 
goalie ever, but that's just me. I mean, I'm biased but under Pecorine. But anyways, Suarez would go between the pipes in the middle of game two. And Nashville, you know, we, we would never cut into the lead. Pittsburgh, you know, kicked our ass game two, four to one. So we go, we're going to go to, we're going to go back to Bridgestone for game three. Right. Okay. And I want yep. you to think the atmosphere in Bridgestone is a hell of a lot better than it is in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah but bef- yeah. before we get there, just a, uh, a shot on goal here. Nashville had 38 shots on goal that game. Pittsburgh had 29. So, right. uh, game three in Bridgestone was crazy. I was very fortunate enough to watch game three. It was amazing. The crowd, the atmosphere, yeah, the atmosphere, man. And they're down there. There's people dancing on Broadway. The honky-tonks are all lit up. They're throwing catfish on the ice. I got got some info about that a little later on because that happened in game one. Some more bullshit happened in game three. Okay, for those of you that – I want you to understand how big this was. This was – this is Nashville. It's a crazy town full of life, limelight, nightlife. But when game three of the Stanley Cup finals came to Bridgestone, there were fans parking a car at the very front of Bridgestone. In any other city, this would have been towed away because that's illegal. It was parked out. It was all painted. The Penguins car, they were beating the shit out of this car. Somebody was putting <laughs> knives in the tires. They were beating it with baseball bats, spray painting it, <laughs> screaming. There was people walking around with catfish. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a crazy atmosphere, and then you have some of the biggest stars in country music because everybody lives in Nashville. Right, they're coming. They come to the games. Carrie Underwood's married to one of the captains, so everybody's there, and it, it is just a circus. And God, I wish I could have been there. <laughs> so, all right, so let's get to game three. Uh, no, I don't want to start a new tab, bitch. <laughs> Please stand by. Please stand by. Yep, hang on. I got a stretch in here. Ugh. So, Jake Gunzel came within one goal of setting a playoff record when a shot two minutes and 42 seconds in the game got past Pecorine. So, that's a highlight I picked out. In the second period, Roman Yossi and Gerardo scored only 42 seconds apart to give Nashville a lead. Neal scored with 23 seconds left in the second to give the Predators a two-goal lead. And then in the third period, a breakaway by a very underappreciated player named Craig Smith, who's no longer with the team, I do believe. And a goal by Elkholm provided some insurance runs as the Predators in Nashville, in Bridgestone, stomped. Yes. The pins five games to one, and of course, oh, oh sorry, several misconducts and penalties were yeah. called close to the end of the game. Cross checking by Phil Cress drew a crowd, and fights broke out. <laughs> I mean, melee. Uh, for those of you interested or not, um, Google that. Crazy Game 3 Stanley Cup Finals. You'll find numerous articles by ESPN and everybody else. That shit went crazy. Nashville had 33 shots on goal in Game 3. 
Pittsburgh would only have 28. So. Home cooking. Home cooking? Yes. That's yeah. what you got to do. You got to win the games at home. I mean, that's. Well, and, and that's. So that's what happened. And, and for this format here, it's 2 2. Yeah. 1 1 1. Yes. Yep. So game four. Two days later, June 5th, we're right back at Bridgestone again. Uh, Jamrock gave Nashville an early lead, but Crosby being Crosby had a hellacious breakaway goal. You can see it in the highlights. I mean, a hell of a breakaway goal. Good goal. Second period after a pins breakaway got stopped by Pecorini. Gerardo's wraparound shot appeared to be stopped by Matt Murray, but the video review showed the puck sneak under Murray's paddle and across the goal line before he sent it back out. So, goal. it was a goal. Yeah, it was a goal. Bridgestone erupted because the game was stopped for several minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they were looking at this. At they it, took yeah. a very long look at this. I yeah. remember I watched every single game of the finals. That that's I watched. Yeah, every, I, I never too. missed a game. And I was sitting there like, that's a goal. That's a goal. That's a goal. Yeah. There's no way they could. No, they kicked it back. No, that's a they goal. No. At, they looked at a lot of different angles, and there was, all, there was two definitive or two or three definitive angles definitely a goal. What do you think? Good call, bad call, right call? Good call. Good call. I mean, yeah. even as a Pins fan, you're going to admit that it was a good call? I mean, there's a red line that goes across the crease from pipe to pipe, and the puck had cleared that red line all the way. I mean, you could see white between the puck and the red line and in the net. Look at you standing up for what's right. Well, I mean, it was a good call. <laughs> he was like, well, it was a good – and it was, bro. It was. The right call, it was the right call, yeah, for sure. But anyways, I- uh, Rene would stop all nine shots he faced in the third period, and an empty net goal by Philip Forsberg gave Nashville a 4-1 win. So with the series is tied at two games apiece going into game five as we return back to Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. So – I hate that sound. I got to scratch my ear. <laughs> so for game four, Nashville had 26 shots on goal. Pittsburgh had 24. So now we're going into game five. So I got to ask you, in 2017, I didn't know you. Right. Where would you have been? Would you have even been watching this series? Or would you just been paying attention to the – were you actually watching the games? Yeah, I was actually watching the games. Yeah. Was this when you was working at the furniture factory or yeah, furniture yeah. place? Yeah. Yeah, so you actually watched it. Oh, yeah. I had, uh, we had satellite there, so yeah, I got to pick up all the games. And I haven't got a satellite for a long time. Lucky feller. I'm an analog man. No, I'd watch every game, yeah. Game five is a game I really don't want to talk about. But yeah, we're gonna. We're, do Do you know why? I'll let you take the floor. Do you know why? I don't. Well, I don't. I don't. I think I know why. Well, why do you uh, think? We, we stomped you. I mean, how? I think. How? When you say stomp, define stomped. Like seven one or something like that. Six to nothing. But thanks. Six nothing. Uh, yeah, I was trying to be nice. Yeah. I would rather it been seven to one. At least we scored one. I mean, we come out of the gate. I think right off the gate. But boom, 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 boom. So Schultz. Justin Schultz, yep. who had a, who who quietly quietly had a solid series for the Penguins in yes. that Stanley Cup Finals. Yes. He yes. scored 
early in the first period on a power play. Then they had two more goals. So three games to nothing, or three three goals to nothing in the second period. They pull Rene again because he's 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 the best. But you know, even the best have a bad night, so they're going to yeah. put Suarez in there. Uh, they scored three more times in the second from Connor Sheary, Gunsel, and uh, Kessler. Or Kessel, excuse me, I said Kessler. <laughs> um, Kessel and Crosby both ended the game with three points. Neither team scored in the third period, and which means rookie Matt Murray, he became the first rookie since Cam Ward in 2006 to record a shutout in the Stanley Cup Finals. Wow. During the third period, though, I put this in here, there were 20 assessed penalties, the most in one period since the third game of the Stanley Cup Finals six years before. So this game, both teams came away game five with 24 shots on goal apiece. Interesting. Interesting, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, we smoked you that game uh I remember watching it. I was pretty elated. And this is where I get my heart broke. I told this was going to be a quick episode tonight, or well, I mean, whatever. We, the, there was as much research as I thought there was. It just took a lot right. of time to type out. So June eleventh, game six, in Bridgestone, the game was scoreless until the final two minutes of the third period, when Patrick Hornquist, yes. the former. Nashville Predator scored with a minute 35 left in the game. Nashville challenged for goaltender interference, but the ice ruling was upheld. Um, And I looked at that replay that night, and I've looked at it. Tough call. Don Dinkinger, bad call. Yeah. The referees here, I hate to say it, tough call but i think it was the right call yeah there was no goaltender in you can argue for it but i mean it's really going to come down to everybody's personal opinion right and as much as i hate your team i don't believe there was interference i mean yeah i don't think there was either so contact at the end of the crease i think yeah yeah and then Haglin would add an empty net goal with 15 seconds left oh Haglin, yeah but there was some controversy that happened in that game. If you remember, in the second period, there was a quick whistle blown that prevented a Predator scoring yeah. chance that would Sizzins. have resulted in a goal. Uh, Sizzins would have scored that goal, right? Yes, because Kevin, referee Kevin Pollock thought Matt Murray had covered That's a Forsberg shot, but the puck was, in fact, loose in the goal crease when Sittens tapped it in. That it would have been a goal. Armpit. It did. It went right between his fucking yeah. armpit. Yeah, I never, he never did have control of it. I was fit to be tied, I bet, bro. I bet. I bet. God. Uh, I mean, Rachel went out of the sale. Rachel looked at me and she said, are you okay? She said, you've got veins in your forehead. I said, that was a shitty call. It was a bad call. Because here the game's scoreless. You but know. the whistle had blown. And by the rule book, it's it play over, I guess. I don't know, but. It shouldn't have been stopped. The whistle shouldn't have been blown. I think the guy that blew the whistle just had a bad angle at it. In game but. six, 
the Pittsburgh Penguins become the 2017 Stanley Cup champions at Bridgestone, the home of the Predators. Nashville with 27 shots on goal that game. Pittsburgh with 29. Back-to-back cups. That's hard to do. Back-to-back cups. So now let's get back into the notes. I had all that info in my notes, but I had went to Google for something, and then I just read all that from Google. <laughs> right. Uh, then I've got the tough. rundown for the teams here. Who's Tough loss, bro. I mean, it. The 2017 Stanley Cup was presented to Captain Sidney Crosby by Gary Bettman. Uh, so they all get their names engraved on the cup. Um, the Penguins would the 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 Penguins would fill the la- the last spot on the bottom ring of the cup. The top ring, which would feature winners from 54 to 65, was removed after the Capitals won in 2018. This was Pittsburgh's second consecutive finals appearance, sixth overall, their fifth Stanley Cup Finals championship, and their second consecutive cup. So, pretty good run. Now I got some other I got some other useless fun stacks stats here. <laughs> The Penguins made their second consecutive finals appearance, marking the third time in history they had done this. They had appeared 91-92 and 08-09. and The Penguins became the first team since the Red Wings in 97-98 and to win Stanley Cups back-to-back. The first, they become the fifth franchise to accomplish this feat more than once. And this made this mark the second consecutive season in which a Western Conference team made their first appearance in the finals as the Sharks did it the year before against the Penguins. This was also the first time in NHL history two United States-born head coaches faced off against each other in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Pens won the first two games despite being massively outshot by the Predators. And that's not a lie. Uh So, yeah. Tough loss, yeah. Yeah. Mike Sullivan would become the third coach in NFL and NFL and NHL history to win the Stanley Cup in his first two seasons as a coach with his team. So, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um. This was the eighth season in a row a California-based team had been in the Western Conference Final. Wait, that's not information we need. So, uh, something Kurt was talking about. Game one of the Stanley Cup was interrupted by a bizarre act of a fan throwing a large catfish on the ice. 36-year-old Jacob Waddell was charged in the incident, though the charges were a bit weird. Uh, it's It's a weird tradition in Nashville to throw catfish on the ice. The tradition started probably roughly about uh, now. It would have been about 20 years ago or so. But uh, <laughs> Waddle admitted to doing it. He reportedly brought the catfish in from Tennessee to Pittsburgh in a vacuum-sealed bag. He <laughs> said he drove over the catfish with his jacked-up 4x4 truck. How redneck is this? 
<laughs> to flatten it out. He then put the fish into his boxer shorts and took it out in a men's room at the PPG Paints Arena. He waited under the till the second period before throwing it over the glass around the wink, around the rink. In a really bizarre act, he was, Waddle was removed, banned from any PPBG Paints Arena games, and two charges were against him: disorderly conduct and disrupting of a meeting. But then the final charge was <laughs> the final charge possessing instruments of crime. So I went to this. I went to a lawyer website to get all the information on this because I wanted to really see about these convictions. Because I remember clear as day, this I seen it happen just the same as you did. Yeah, a person <laughs> commits a misdemeanor of the first degree if he possesses any instrument of crime with intent to employ it criminally. <laughs> the catfish okay. was labeled as an instrument <laughs> of crime. It said, according to Pennsylvania state law. An instrument of crime is anything specifically made or specially adapted for criminal use and anything used for criminal purposes and possessed by the actor under circumstances not appropriate for the lawful uses it may have. It's illegal to possess a fish and destroy a fish. Even though it's dead, It can. it's also against PETA violations. Um, he told people, I'm just a dumb redneck with bad ideas. <laughs> uh, but he still paid a lofty fine for this action. Uh, and then, you know, one other thing I put in here was just going back to the trade uh, of P.K. Subban for Shea Weber prior to the start of this season. And all I have about this is just basically both these guys played lights out in their debuting oh, seasons yeah. for the Canadians and the, the Predator. And like I said, I was... Uh, you know, I know well, somebody out there listening is going to get a smart mouth. And go, you just don't like Subban because he's black. No, that's not it. Like, wasn't a fan of Subban. Uh-uh. Right. I mean, he was a good player. Just like I'm not about you that guy. Weber, let me ask you this: what? Do you think if Weber would have stayed and they made the playoffs, will that make a difference? So, so it's funny because um, I follow. At the time, on my old Facebook, which I no longer have, that's why I have a new one, my old Facebook, at the time of this trade, somebody had, I was in several uh, predator groups on Facebook, and a guy had made the point about, does this season happen with Shea Weber? And I looked at it like I could see the argument both ways. Um, What P.K. Subban did for the team in his debut season uh, was great, but What's funny about this is Weber ended up producing more by the time the regular season was finished. He finished, I think, with at least 10 goals more than what Subban did, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong. But what Subban brought was a new sense of energy. And everything was just everything was just clicking. So in my personal opinion, does this cup season happen with Weber? And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yes, it does. Because I think there was more things at play than just what Subban was doing. They banded together like they've never began banded together before. Right. 
So then that begs the question, okay, if Weber's on the team, do they win the cup? And I say maybe. Maybe they do. I don't know. I do know this. I, I, I did a rundown of all the players on both teams. There was only one guy on the Predators team that season who had cup experience. Experience, right. They were all first-year guys in their first cup. Or not, right. not first-year. They were all in their, playing in their first cup with the exception of one or two guys. Now, right. on the other hand, if you go to the Pens – there was oh, only yeah. there was only a handful of guys who were playing in their first cup. Otherwise, right, these were all right. guys that had been in multiple cups. Yes, yes. Chris Kunitz had been in a cup with uh, the Blackhawks, hadn't he? I am pretty sure. Let me scroll up and look because I have that information right here. So, all right, man, Trevor Daly, Mark Andrew Flory. This was his fourth cup. Trevor Daly, it was his second. Jake Gunsell was in his first. Hagelin was in his third. Hainsey yeah. was in his first. Hornerquest was in his second. Kessel was in his second. I'm just picking out something. Koontz right. was in his fourth. Fourth. I knew he had cup experience. Um, Malkin was in his fourth. Matt Murray was in his second. Uh, Schultz and Sheary were in their second. Yeah, Ryan Dumoulin. Yeah, I mean, so. Tommy Kuhnuckle. Now, on the other hand, Mike Fisher was playing in his second cup for the Preds. Otherwise, otherwise, every single other player. You know, and one was their first cup. And one could say, uh, well, it was experience that won the Penguins to step in. I don't. I mean, I you kind of have to make that argument. That probably. argument. So, in, in the overall scheme of things, though, going back to this trade thing, you know, uh, there was an article released uh, a couple weeks ago. About yeah, Actually, it was two weeks ago today. Uh, I think it was from the Hockey Writers, which is a huge page I follow. I get emails from the Hockey Writers a lot. I've followed this page for years. They had revisited the trade over which team came out on top. In the first couple seasons of the trade, it was pretty evenly matched, although you can make the argument that even though Subban was producing, Shea Weber was looking like he was 10 years younger. But at the end of the day, I think the overall um, Subban, it worked out better for Nashville. And then, of course, in three years later, June of 2019, three years after he came to Nashville, they would ship P.K. Subban to the New Jersey Devils, which is where he still is today, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, all right, Kurt. Toward the end of his career, I guess. Yeah, let's uh, let's do a two for here. All right. Let's do a uh, let's do a two for here. So, guys, check out Black Rifle Coffee Company. They are uh, veteran-owned, and Kurt and I love nothing better than veteran-owned companies. Check them out on Facebook. They have a great dot com. These are also some good guys with some great customer service. They've got a lot of great products, coffee, energy drinks. Uh, they have a lot of swag, hats, T-shirts, whatnot. A great group of people. Uh, I'm available at Walmart, CVS, all your local convenience stores. Uh, I personally love their energy drinks. It's a basically the equivalent of about a thousand shot of nitrous oxide. These energy <laughs> drinks here. I mean, it's it's impressive. 
Uh, but check out Black Rifle Coffee Company. And then also, for everyone that's local or somebody that doesn't mind paying shipping, we've got a great local company here in Dubois County, Indiana, called Main Street Designs, LLC, located in Jasper. They're a small family-owned business that specializes in laser engraving and direct-to-garment printing. They do vinyl decals, baby blankets, t-shirts, anything you want personalized for you or your business. Message them on Facebook. I just seen a Facebook post of theirs yesterday where they did some nice tumblers for a, uh, a, a wedding or a Christmas office party or something here recently. Um, and they've got great shirts. But, uh, give them a call at uh, 812-661-7765. That's Main Street Designs LLC in Jasper. And that's Black Rifle Coffee Company. Veteran owned. And uh, that's that. So we gotta save our we gotta save our uh, our our other big one. Nana's our first big one. This is our other big one. We'll save them for last. So Kurt, we are going to switch gears slightly. Okay. And we are going to do uh well actually before we do that, uh the episode we done last was uh kind of a bonus episode. Yeah. And we yeah. debuted a new segment. Yeah. Called Hot Takes and Sausage. Yeah. Yeah. And what what exactly is Hot Takes and Sausage? <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> so that's that that's a chance for me or you to say anything we want to say, be it about the episode, be it about something in the right. world, something in our life. So I'm going to ask you since I ranted last week, um, I was oh, wondering okay. if I want to give you the open mic. Do you have anything you feel the urge to clear the air or bitch about? I ain't got enough time. <laughs> why do I feel <laughs> like I, Why do I feel like I'm re- getting ready to hear an LGB right here? Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> wait. I better clarify I that. I better clarify. It's 2021. LGB for those of you is Kurt's new f- catchphrase at work. Uh, Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> we don't yeah. get political very often, but uh, anyways, uh, you got anything you want? A couple minutes of hot takes oh, and sausage? Man, no, nothing. I no, I mean I, I got so many things. I don't know where I start, dude. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> that's an interesting it, segment. I mean, I need to do a little homework for that. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that. But. Well, I mean, I figured I'd give you. I don't really think I have any. Hot takes and sausage that, right now. That, that grinding your gears right now. <laughs> you know what really grind as Peter Griffin would say, you know what really <laughs> grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah. I um actually I I was gonna bitch about Christmas and Christmas gifts and Christmas presents, but uh that that's good. Uh, that, see that's one of mine. I mean Well, it's yeah, just I, I have trouble with that too. I mean, I don't want to get too open in, out here about my shit, but um, for those of you that that listen, that listen simply because you've known me a long time or you work with me, um, my life has been a revolving door of a shit show for the last almost three years now. Um, February fourth, twenty nineteen, I uh, tried to commit suicide unsuccessfully. So I guess obviously, uh, I spent a couple days in the padded room. 72 hours 36 of it strapped to a bed because apparently when i was in there i tried to do it again and then that was when they decided to uh 
you know anyways but and it's just been one thing after another vehicles breaking down here bullshit here and you know covid and low work hours and losing a job of 10 years two years ago and just christmas uh christmas gifts and the presents and it's ridiculous how expensive it's going to be and uh so i mean i don't know if this is really hot takes and sauces but since kurt opened the door i'm going to go ahead and stick my big ass through it the prices on these gifts and the oversaturation of this is uh hard and yeah. uh my my ex-wife she seems to be doing fairly well and we're we're playing really nice right now we uh we've been playing nice for a while a couple months ago i kind of did some things that she wasn't too happy about and i kind of had to eat crow for a while but it's coming back around now slowly um time time yeah but uh i literally my three-year-old she doesn't understand but my 10-year-old and my seven-year-old um which by the way sidetrack i went to uh my old high school last night kurt their uh oh, yeah. the elementary school was doing their christmas pageant at the high school huh. Two years ago, I was working. Two years ago, I was working in Alabama, so I couldn't go to their Christmas show. So uh, my ex-wife sent me pictures. Last year, they didn't have it because of COVID. But uh, I got to see him stand up there and sing and dance and put on a show. And it, I tell you what, I I was so happy, so proud of him. But anyways, I I just I told him, uh, I told him about two weeks ago, and I kind of reminded him about it last night. I said, uh dad's had a rough year i'm working two jobs and uh i know this don't mean anything to you now maybe one day you'll understand dad's had a little rough of a go christmas ain't gonna be a whole lot this year you're gonna have stuff to unwrap right. you know one or two things of it might be a thing of clothes i know you hate that but hey i gotta keep you guys dressed you know but there'll be some toys and some stuff. But I looked at them and I told them both. I said, it just it ain't going to be much this year, guys. I said, I hope one day you'll understand. And my 10-year-old, my 10-year-old looked at me. And he said, and he's a mama's boy. My girls are daddy's girls. My 10-year-old, he's a mama's boy. But he looked at me and he put his hand on my shoulder. And he said, Dad, he said, we don't have to have anything. And then my seven-year-old looked at me, and she put her hand on my other shoulder. She said, we just want to spend time with you. That's, that's right. Yeah, they, well, yeah, that's great and sweet, but you know how bad that kind of just hits you like, oh, well, fuck. Uh, I mean, sometimes your hands are tied, bro. I mean, I, I can remember Christmas and Riley being very slim, but we all made it. I know, Kurt, but it's the fact that they're kids. They shouldn't. Well, I'm. I'm not sure that we we got we uh, need to go that far with the presents anyway. Oh, well, that and that was part of the hot takes and sauce. Can you guys lower the price on some of this shit? Right. You know. Right. Anyways. Anyways. So that that was a brief hot takes and sausage so before i get depressed and cry or i get angry and scream why don't we move away from that and why don't we go do your favorite part of every episode you know what that is don't you uh word association word association so um and i think we're going to change the format of word association just a little bit so okay. get your thinking caps on oh boy 
So I'm gonna. I got 15 of them, and I'm gonna fire okay. them off at you. All right. And then when we're done, because I always get jealous that you get to play word association. When we get done, <laughs> if you want to ask me anything, it don't even have to be the ones I gave you. Just say what. Ask me what comes to your mind. Okay. If not, no big deal. But I'm going to put you through the paces because this is our first ever hockey episode. So, word association. Sidney Crosby. The great. Ooh. Pecorine. Pretty good. The Predators 2016-2017 season. Uh, I say upstart. Upstart? Yeah. Matt Murray. Solid. Mark Andre Fleury. Aging. Aging. That's a good one. Pens winning back to back cups. I'm president. No. Hey, it's whatever comes to mind, brother. All right. Mike Fisher. Uh, Nashville star. The Penguins franchise in general. Solid. They're solid, boy. Nashville's hot sticks in the playoffs. Impressive. The Smashville nickname, as they're called, because I call them Smashville. I like it. Like it? Yeah. The NHL in general. Exciting. The Nashville Predator fan base. Exciting. (laughs) (laughs) The Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Uh, We could do better. The 2017 Stanley Cup Finals. And one more, just as an added bonus, I didn't have this in there. Mario. Oh, man. That was, great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good round. That was a good round, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked bad. Uh, I had a couple of the same in there, though. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, all right. that's all right. You did good. You do good in the hot seat when we do word association. It's pretty tough. I'll tell you right now. That's I'm always like, I, you guys, you got to understand. I'm always telling them, don't think, just speak. Right. First thing that comes to mind. Okay, I'll tell you what. What? As, as, since you like to, you know, I'll give you the questions back the next episode when we figure out what we're going to do, let me do the thinking of that question for the word of Sophie. Oh, yeah. That'll be, a, that'll be a little bit of a project of mine. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy, yeah. So the next episode. Oh, before we do that, I done closed my laptop. Let me open it back up. We got to plug one more sponsor. Yeah. Then figure out our episode, and then uh, tie it all up. Oh, yep. there's cute little panda bears on my screensaver. <laughs> I didn't put them on there. I haven't changed. I haven't personalized this computer at all yet. Uh, how'd they get there, huh? That was already built in. Oh. Don't roll your eyes at me. Pandas are cute. Uh, they are. A panda's my spirit animal. You ever seen Kung Fu Panda? No, I have not. Jack Black, the cartoon for kids. Jack Black's the Kung Fu Panda. I've not seen it. Pandas don't know Kung Fu. Pandas aren't athletic. They're fat and lazy yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't move. That is right. They don't move very fast. You motherfucker. Like I thought you said that is right when I said fat and lazy. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, guys, this is the last 
sponsor we're going to plug. This is our other big one besides Nana. Check out Beauty and the Beard Co. on Facebook and visit their .com. It's not Beauty and the Beard Company. You've got to search Beauty and the Beard Co. They're a company based out of Marysville, Ohio. For all you beautiful bearded brothers out there, for all you ladies wanting to get your man something to take care of that exquisite beard hair you love to run your fingers through, use our discount code SteelToes15 at checkout for a nice little discount. They have beard kits, soaps, oils, swag gear, the works. Do everything you can to keep your beard or your man's beard looking like a Viking warrior. So check out Beauty and the Beard Co. And go into the night together. There you go. That was the world's worst ad read ever. Uh, uh, <laughs> bro. It was terrible, I bro. I Come on, bro. Come on. So for those of you guys listening, which nobody's listening right now, but when you hear this back, you know. Right. Kurt and I are working on a new opening for the show. I've got it here in my book. I haven't finished it. But, you know, the, you know, uh, as I don't know if I did this last episode, but uh, I'm playing it right here right now. It's getting a little Steel outdated. Right. Listen to it. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, Kurt, you want a hot take? Yeah. Pete Rose should be in the There you go, thing. Kurt. He was a great two-strike hitter. Right yeah. <laughs> but it would have made Shaq piss himself. You really think you really so? I think so. It's Shaq, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, for oh, sure. sure. But it's yeah. it's getting played out, and I'm I'm ready. For, we've, we've ran this one for the last five, six months now. Right. Yeah, we, we, we can surely come up with something. Turt's put me in charge of music. When I left his house two, three weeks ago, I had recorded the instrumental voice uh, version of Poison's Nothing But a Good Time. Right. I don't know if we're going to keep that, but uh, the next time we get together in person, um, I mean, we could do it over the phone, but Kurt doesn't have a script to read off. And, and the reason we have scripts is because I hate, I'm lazy when it comes to production. And it would be a bitch to dig up. This is our when this goes live. This is our 18th episode, 25th, 24th, or 22nd overall because we did some bonus episodes. Right. But this will be our actual 18th at length episode. And um, it's just hard to load them up and pull random audio clips from everyone. So I just decided right. to make a script. That's how we got the first opening. Right. So that's how we're going to do the next one. We're, we're working on a script, which is a circus. But, uh, Kurt, we'll get it figured out. I have the uh, Ditto Sales Incorporated notepad. Oops. <laughs> so I can cross episode 32, the Pins, Preds, Stanley Cup Finals off the list. Our first hockey talk. Our first hockey talk. Puck the world. Puck the world. Puck the world. So now, Dirty Curdy. <laughs> we gotta get you a nickname, Dirty Curdy. That's I keep going. So what? What, 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 do you, what do you? Do it's do. <laughs> it's very dirty, my friend. Dirty, My friend, he say. <laughs> my friend, he say dirty. Kurt's my work best friend. But yeah, me and Kurt, me and Kurt have kind of 
added another guy into our clique at work. He's uh, he's, he's our Latino friend. He's probably one of the hardest working guys you'll ever meet. He's El Salvadorian. He's our friend Jose, and uh, me and Kurt pick on him all the time because every conversation he'll, my friend he say, my friend he say, he tell me, my friend he say. Broken English. He, his broken English is terrible. It's it's funny though. To, I mean, to, to give you guys an idea of the broken English, this is fun. And you know what? If you're not gonna, me and Kurt's got impeccable characters. You're not gonna call us racist because that's not what this is. This is right. just us ribbing, picking on our friend. He and he knows about it. He say my my English not very good. He's been teaching me a lot of Spanish. I've I've been able yeah. to learn a lot yeah. of Spanish this year. I mean, a lot. I can like complete right. like I can form complete sentences in Espanol. He's been teaching me. But to give you his his broken English, uh, we had a higher up in a production meeting. Production superintendent was uh, on him one day, and he goes, "Fuck you, want me to do? I want Jose, one guy for press, one guy for press. I want Jose. Fuck you, want me to do? I can't run them all. Fuck you, want me to do? Instead of saying what the, it's just fuck you, want me to do? Instead, there was no two in there. There was no what. The, it's fuck you, want me to do? And, and a he, little bit of excitement to it. And he, it was, yeah, and he throws his arms up like, like you know, like, yeah. fuck you want me to do? I won Jose. I can't run them all. Because he's got yeah. four press breaks here. It's just, just funny. It's just... Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was very comical because I, I had only been there a month at this time. And keep in mind, my, huge. my dad's been at this company. You know, I'm 34. My dad's worked for this company three different times altogether. My dad's got 31 years in. Yeah. Uh, all three times and but uh yeah it i was just i was like oh my god jose's gonna die they're gonna kill him yeah yeah and nothing uh, nothing ever um, happened the guy looked at our boss and was like get him some fucking help then <laughs> but <laughs> anyways uh, doherty it's very doherty very doherty oh i love that guy uh, Jose's a good, yeah me too I, he, I do anything uh he had auto trouble this year. I took him home. Even on days I didn't have to work the part-time job, I run him home. He'd, he'd do anything right. under the sun for anybody. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, bro. So what are you in the mood to talk about next week? What, what are you feeling out? I mean, I'll obviously pick the episodes, but... We're, we're, we're getting into the football rally season. So, so you're thinking a football episode. Huh. You know, this could be a chance to do one of our up-to-date complete team history episodes or we could do a uh, super bowl episode it would be a, an opportunity there we did we did have a request from one of our loyal listeners to uh shout out Corey. Yep. wait that's how he does it he does that weird sound he's gonna laugh when he hears this he's like yeah it drives yeah. me nuts when he does <laughs> it drives me nuts because i try to do it and i can't do it as good as him he's he's always yeah that he's like hey what's up you know yeah. He's he's requested a team history of the Bengals. To which that day I joked, I'm like, why can't you just Google it? Well, it's more fun to listen to. It gives me something to do. <laughs> uh, we have some Super Bowls in here to talk about. Uh, we have the Colts episode. By the way, the 2006 Colts episode. Yeah. We were going to do that the weekend. And then my grandpa died the day before we recorded. So... Kurt's asked about that episode, and I've told him now it's nice to know if all else fails, we have an episode in our pocket. Right. If we want to record. So that one's still on hold. That's kind of like our backup plan. Okay. So, 
but uh man bro it's early it's nine o'clock this is i mean not, it ain't really it ain't really playoff time yet but uh now you just being dumb this early anyways yeah and there's college football and um well, I mean, we might say I got some cool topics in here I haven't showed you, though. Okay. Listen to this one. Underappreciated jobs in sports. I don't know what the hell that is, but... Uh, is that the is people? that the guy that cleans the jock straps? <laughs> Could be, I guess, right? Is that yeah, the he guy probably that, is underappreciated, yeah, I'm is sure. Is that the guy that unclogs the clogged toilet after all the beef and cheese burritos at the oh, stadium? No. Like. Yeah, I would, yeah, that's probably he's probably on that list <laughs> for sure. Uh, so you tell, I mean, you, you you tell me, you make the call right now. If you want to do a football episode, I'll pick a something. Is that what you want to go with? You want to go yeah, football next week? Let's, let's go football next week. Uh, playoffs are coming up. Things are heating. I up. don't think we've done a football episode since we did the history of your or your uh, top ten Steelers. Steelers, yeah, I don't think so. Oh boy, and I like football. You do like not, football. Not the English version. <laughs> Unless we honor, like, Pele or one of the, we, you know, right. they'll never be soccer. We Sorry, do, guys. We do have listeners in London, I guess. We better watch what we I say. I don't huh? know what the fuck that was either. Pardon my French. But I was like, London? Who in the fuck? But then I <laughs> yeah, said the same thing about France and Italy and uh, Thailand. Right. We get listens. Right. Who the hell is listening to us in Thailand? Well, I mean, they're probably laughing at us. That's <laughs> probably what they are. Hashtag tits. <laughs> Two idiots talking sports. Tits. <laughs> yep. Okay, so Kurt wants to do football, so. Yeah, you picked the episode. Oh, great, yeah. You have, you seriously do, you have the easiest job of the oh, crew. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And I, I kind of like it that way. This is funny. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this in an episode before, but I think I kind of have. Kurt quit on me after the first week. So yeah. we did that long Golden State Warriors episode, and it was late at night. It was Kurt was kind of just, you could just tell he wasn't engaged with it. And then uh, he texts me the next day, uh, he's supposed to, or the next week, he's supposed to be coming over for Brady versus Manny. And then he's like, bro, I'm just not podcast material. I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, this motherfucker just quit on me. We both well, go in to get the equipment. We're like, we're, you know, we're like seven, eight hundred bucks all in, four hundred a piece. And uh, he quits on me, and I'm like, this motherfucker. So then, you know, two weeks later goes by, and he's right there recording with me again because I was like, well, you can still do baseball with me. And then come to find out, tell everybody the real reason why you quit. What didn't you like doing? Oh shit! The uh, research. The research, yeah. So I, mean. I was like, I can do the research because I'm the sports nerd anyways. I just need you to watch films so you got something you're kind of – and he's like, oh, dude, I can watch YouTube all day. <laughs> so that become right. the, that become the division of labor. Kurt Kurt reads an article every once in a while too. Yeah, I can but, read, but, but, but Kurt, Kurt will read an article and he'll watch film. That's his job. It's completely up to me to – do all the notes which in hindsight is kind of funny because i don't watch a lot of film because i'm typing it all out anyways right but every once in a while i'll watch film but you have the easiest job of the crew oh i know yeah for sure (laughs) okay so enough rambling son of a bitch kurt we could talk for hours right so kurt has decided we're going to do a football episode so i will go through the list 
and I will pick us a football episode. Yeah. Okay. Dorty Cordy wants to do a football episode. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love Jose. He's, he's, I tell him, I say, you are my numero uno amigo. He goes, ah, thank you. Ah, thank you. Yeah. He, go, he said to me the other day, he go, you good friend to me. I say, you good amigo to me too. Oh, yeah. He's such I a like good guy. I'd do anything yes. in the world for him. Yes. So what all, what all have we got right here? And, of course, you know, we can always create an episode, but let's just look to see what we got in the can here as far as football episodes go. Let me just look and see what's in the can, man. Steelers dominate the 70s. Yeah, we've already done the Steelers. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about them right now. They really stuck. 49ers dominate the 80s. Cowboys dominate the 90s. Uh, let's see. Football and CTE. Ooh, that'd be fun. What else we got? Super Bowl 43, Steelers Cardinals. Uh, top 10 NFL draft busts. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, the knee that changed the world. <laughs> Bears versus oh, Packers boy. robbery. The rise and fall of Johnny Football Manziel. Wow. Um, a look back at Brett Favre's career. Hmm. 83 draft class versus 2004 draft class. Oh, oh. What else we got? The 85 Bears. Uh-huh. Top 10 wide receivers of all time. The 2007 uh-huh. Patriots. Boo. Uh, what else we got? History of the Bengals. You know... History of the Jets. <laughs> That's <laughs> a short episode. You get you get away from Joe Namath in seventy yeah. sixty eight whatever. Well, there ain't much of yeah. a history. Nope. Um, boy, be glad you're not here, bro. I'm up. I don't care. I'll put this on there. I just dropped a bomb in here. Oh no, son. Hey, Linger I, longer. I lied to you. There is a soccer episode on here. Maybe it, ju- it just says, why isn't soccer big in America? <laughs> well, what uh, if the Colts drafted Ryan Leaf instead of Peyton Manning? Ooh. God, can you imagine Peyton Manning as a San Diego Charger yeah. with him with with him with uh, Damian Thomason? Yeah, that have been a pretty good combo. I would have cried. I guess. Let's do a team history. Do we do All the right. Bengals for Corey? Or do we pick another I'd team? I say we do it for a Christmas present for him, Mary. A Christmas present for Corey. It'll be after Christmas when he gets it. Uh, uh, that's all right. I mean, a late Christmas, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I liked him in. I liked him in you know oh four oh five oh six. You know T J Hushmanzada. Right. Chris right. Henry, Chad yeah. Johnson. Excuse me, Chad Ochocinco. Ochocinco, right? Carson Palmer, Marvin Lewis. So yeah. the complete team history of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. All I right. Some, I got some knowledge of the older. Uh, the, yeah. Chris the, Collinsworth. Uh, yeah, them years there for sure. Ken Bo- Anderson. Boomer Esiason. Boomer yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh the Icky Shuffle? Icky Wood. Yeah. The Icky Shuffle. Yep. Yeah. What was the head coach's name? Sam. Uh, White. Yeah. 
Yeah, they made it to two Super Bowls there. I mean, they faced uh, Elway in one of them, didn't they? Uh, no, I, I thought it was forty nine. Oh, it was forty nine. That's right. Yeah, the yeah. Well, Joe it Montana. Been, it it wouldn't have been the Broncos because they're both in the AFC. My bad. Right. Yeah, it would have right. been Montana. Montana, I think. Oh boy, Corey's head's gonna swell. Well, they're having a decent year this year, but uh, I I, I could be fun you know, episode. Think so? Yeah. I mean, that division there is, is become a black and blue division, too. Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, yeah. Browns. Yeah. It could be, the, I don't know, some people could say it's the new black and blue division. Dude, I, I tell you what, that Ravens-Steelers rivalry back it's in the fierce. early 2000s, son. Yeah. Good football. Good football. Good hockey episode, bro. Yeah, right on. Let's give oh, an air, um, here, I'm going to give you an air high five. There we go. I did the sound effect too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what do you? What do you? We're not used to ever being. Done. We're usually getting started recording by now. So, what are you going to do the rest of the night? Go play two K. Probably. Probably. Either that, or I'm going to play some golf on my phone. There you go. I got the, uh, WGT downloaded that. Oh, I love that! I love that. It's pretty pretty cool. It's addicting. Yes, it's addicting. I ain't going to do that. He goes, I ain't no good at it. I'm only a level 55, I think, but, you know. Yeah. Well, all right, bro. I guess uh, we'll uh, we'll end it here. I mean, this was a shorter episode. We're only at two hours and five minutes, which ain't bad. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of detail. There was a little bit, but it was mainly about getting our – that's my goatee scratching the mic. You hear that? Hey, yes. I'd, I'd like to send out one last uh, prayer and thoughts going out to people in the quad straight, uh, quad state tornadoes there too. It's just devastating. Hey, I like that and uh, that and uh, that was tragic to see the destruction. Stories, yes. Uh, Kurt, I got something. I think I told you at work about this. So uh, immediately in the days following, I joined a group on Facebook called. Uh, lost items found items from the quad states tornado region and you would not believe the amount of outpouring and sympathy for people and every day somebody finds something they posted on there and so far they're having such a high success rate of getting items back to to family members you know precious family photos uh diplomas I i can't imagine dude yeah, I mean it's uh just literally wipe cities off the map. I don't get it. I mean that's crazy. So, yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to shout out to them people. Uh, prayers and go out to them people and uh, affected for sure. We'd also like to, you know, wish everybody uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New yes. Year. Yes, yes. You know, good holiday season and uh, especially to all of our active military who yes. serving all across the world who won't be home with their families Uh, it's because of your sacrifices that we're able to be home with our families and to anybody that doesn't have a family or doesn't have anything to do on christmas uh just know there's more of us out there like and we'll be thinking and praying for you too right absolutely Uh, but uh all right i guess that puts a bow on it son yeah so uh till next time till next time you enjoy your weekend 
Yeah, and I'll see you in the I'll see you in the hellhole Monday morning. Yeah, early, bright and early. Yep. At bright and early. So for Kirk Kelly, Doty, Doty, Cordy, Doty, Cordy. <laughs> I'm Jared Atkins. This was uh, a great episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards, and uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully with a brand new intro. Yes. All right, bro. Uh, I will catch you later. All right, peace out. All right, see you, bro. Later. All right, guys, with Kirk gone now here, I will uh, play us out with a song of the week, as I've come to do. I don't know what I will play. Um, I've been I've been listening to all sorts of stuff, so. <laughs> Alright, here we go. This is what I'll play us out with. This is uh it was from the nineties here. It's by a band called Days of the New. It's called Shelf in the Room. So uh for this already signed off Kirk Kelly, I'm Jared Atkins. Enjoy a few minutes. We do not own any of this audio. As we say every episode, all copyrights go to the labels, the songwriters, the producers the artists so uh we'll see you guys next week